ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدى هدى محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم ما بعد then as the title suggests ayul ikhwa the title of this lecture i want to share with you ayul ikhwa wal akhawat yani some kalimat jamila yani some beautiful words from ibn al-qayyim al-jawziyya rahimahullah concerning this mawdu of the seerah of the rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam concerning the urgent compelling pressing need to studying or the compelling and pressing need of studying the seerah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam now and these kalimat and these words that we're going to hear in the ta'ala taken from the work of Ibn al-Qayyim الكتاب which is a kitab ayu al-ikhwa which is ajib jiddan kitab his kitab zad al-ma'ad zad al-ma'ad fi hadi khair al-ibad zad al-ma'ad fi hadi khair al-ibad yani a kitab which as we're going to see ayu al-ikhwa is a kitab there's nothing like this kitab there's no other book like this kitab and we're going to also look uh some brief words from a sheikh salih al-fawzan hafidhahullah ta'ala when he explained yani this kitab but we're only looking at some yani the uh muqaddimah or something from the muqaddimah the introduction of ibn al-qayyim in this kitab yani just some of those words and just to give yani uh, give you some insight into the introduction itself because we're not going to read the whole introduction but just some of these words yani ibn al-qayyim he begins after the basmalah and after the hamdalah he he begins by saying that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mutafarrid bil khalqi wal ikhtiyar that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is alone he alone yani he creates and he chooses he is alone in this regard he alone creates and he he alone chooses and then ibn al-qayyim for whoever has read the kitab ibn al-qayyim he then brings ayat wa rabbuka yakhluqu ma yasha wa yakhtar and your lord he yakhluq ma yasha he creates whatever he wills wa yakhtar and he chooses 
هي تشوزيز متفرد بالخلق ومتفرد بالاختيار هي الون كرييت هي الون تشوزيز والله اعلم حيث يجعل حيث يجعل رسالته that Allah is most knowledgeable concerning where he places his, his risala, who he chooses to give his nubuwa, uh, uh, that nubuwa, that prophethood and the messengerhood. He, he is most knowledgeable concerning where to place that and who to give it to. And this is يعني, in the context of the mushrikeen, when the Rasulullah was sent, that from the mushrikeen, those who said, as Allah Mentions in the Quran, وقالوا لولا نزل هذا القرآن على رجل من القريتين عظيم. They said the, 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 the Mushrikeen. They said, had this Quran been revealed upon one of the two great men from the two towns. يعني from, يعني why is it why is it been revealed to this yatim, to this one who was يعني born as an orphan, فقير. Who was poor? Why has it been revealed to him and not revealed to one of the two great men of the two towns? Yani Mecca or Taif? As the scholars mentioned, he mentioned uh, uh, those two great men, meaning Al Walid ibn Mughira in Mecca and Arwa ibn Mas'ud in Taif. And other names have been said, but this is what. Many of the scholars they mentioned, Sheikh Salafazan, when he explained his kitab, he mentioned these two individuals. And why did Allah choose Muhammad Sallallahu So Ibn Qami, he brings all of this to show that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, He chooses. He is the one who creates and He is the one who chooses. Naam. And so He chose from the whole of Bani Adam, the sons of Adam, He chose the Walad of Ismail. Alayhi Salaam. He chose the sons of Ismail. And from the sons of Walad Ismail, he chose Kinana. He chose Kinana from Khuzayma. And then from Kinana, he chose Quraysh. And from Quraysh, he chose Bani Hashim. And from Bani Hashim, he chose Sayyid Walid Adam Muhammad Allah chooses whoever he wills, and he is A'lam Haythu Yaj'al Risalata. And he knows best where to place his risala. And Allah SWT, يختص نفسه, as Ibn Qayyim he mentions, يعني بالطيب. Allah SWT has chosen for himself يعني those good things and pure things. In as the Rasulullah he said, إن الله طيب لا يقبل إلا طيبا. Indeed, Allah SWT is pure and Nothing but good. And he doesn't accept, he doesn't accept nothing. Or he doesn't accept except for that which is tayyib, except for that which is also good. And so he chose the best and the purest of the creation. And from the men, he chose Muhammad yani as his messenger. Naam. And Ibn Qayyim, so this is an introduction, within the introduction, and before we get to the point which we want to, uh, or, or the part we, we want to read from Ibn Qayyim, yani word for word. But for now, yani this is just اختصار شديد, which we're summarizing yani, uh, very briefly yani, these words from Ibn Qayyim, before we get to what we want to uh, read from the Imam.
Yani Allah SWT is tayyib and he doesn't accept accept that which is tayyib. And so he doesn't accept from the aqwal and from the a'mal, from the statements, from the actions, from the sadaqat, except for that which is tayyib, that which is pure and good. وَإِلَيْهِ يَسْعُدْ مَاذَا؟ الْكَلِمْ الطَّيِّبِ And to him, ascend those good words. And likewise, he's cho he chose for the believer nothing but that which is tayyib, that which is good. And so, he chose for him that أَقْلُ الطَّيِّبِ كُلُوا مِنَ الطَّيِّبَاتِ Eat from the pure, wholesome, good things. كذلك, he chose for him the أَخْلَاقُ الطَّيِّبَةِ He chose for him those mannerisms which are nothing but pure and good. So, as-sidq, truthfulness, amana. Yani, to, to fulfill the trust. Karam, to be, to be generous. Sabar, to be patient. And tawadu, to be, to be humble and so on. كذلك, he chose for him that he should have those ashab al-tayyibun. And he should have good companions and he should accompany the righteous. And that he should also choose from the marry. That the believer marries those who are pure. So the believing man, he marries the tayyibat from the women. And the believing women, they marry the tayyibun from the men. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions al-khabithat lil-khabithin. Al-khabithat lil-khabithin. That the evil women are for men, the evil men. And the evil men for the evil women. And the right and the pure and good women for the for the good men. And the good men for the good women. And so Allah SWT has is tayyib wa la yaqbal illa tayyibah. Naam. And so Allah SWT has taken a tayyib, everything which is good, bihadafiri. Allah is taking good and everything that is good, He's taken it and He has placed that in Jannah. And He's taken everything which is khubaf and khabith, everything which is evil, wicked and bad, He's taken that and He has put that in Jahannam, in the hellfire. Fadarun, as Ibn Qaymi says, Fadarun ukhlisat litayyib. And so an abode which has, yani, has within it nothing but tayyib, nothing but good. And then a dar ukhlisat, yani, lil khabith. And then he's made a dar and an abode with nothing but evil within that abode. Wadarun muzij. فيها يعني الخبيث بالطيب and then a dar and an abode wherein there is طيب and خبيث pure and good and bad and evil wickedness and that dar is a dar which abode is that? this world in this world in this dunya we have الطيب and we have الخبث نعم And so, and so the Imam, he says, 
Remember, he's called his kitab Zad al Ma'ad, the provisions for the hereafter. فَإِذَا كَانَ يَوْمُ الْمَعَادِ مَا يَزَ اللَّهُ الْخَبِيثَةِ مِنَ الطَّيِّبِ And so the, when we return, the day of return back to Allah, that Allah will distinguish and separate the wicked and the evil from the طَيِّب. فَعَادَ الْأَمْرِ إِلَى دَارِينَ فَقَدْ So the affair will go back to one of these two abodes only. That's it. أَسْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ The people of Jannah, تَقُولُ لَهُمْ خَزْنَةُ الْجَنَّةِ The Guardians of Jannah, the angels will say to the people of Jannah, Salamun alaykum tiptum. Salamun alaykum. Peace be upon you, tiptum. Yani, tiptum. You're being good from this word tayyib. Tiptum fadakhuluha khalidin. Fadakhuluha khalidin. And so enter Jannah, yani abiding therein. Yani, and Ibn Qayyim, he mentions. He says, this far here, the, in the Arabic language, this far, fadakhuluha, after yeah, the angel will say, Salamun alaykum tibtum, fadakhuluha, you hear the far. And so enter it, the far here, he says, taqtadi as-sababiyya. Yani it necessitates that this is the reason why you're entering Jannah. Meaning, bisabab tibikum, as a result of your tib, as a result of your pureness and your, 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 the goodness within you that's the reason why because of this طيب نعم and so he then goes on to mention that قد يقول الرجل أو الشيخ صالح الفوزان أو الشيخ شيخ صالح الفوزان حفظه الله in explanation of this taken from the words of Ibn Qayyim he says that there could be يعني from amongst the men one who يعني is يعني الرجل قد يكون الرجل طيبا محضا يعني a man who is nothing but pure everything about him is pure and good such as the Anbiya and the Rasul and the Sada from the Salihin and those يعني leaders from the Salihin Abu Bakr and the best of the believers and so on يعني nothing but pure وقد يكون الرجل خبيثا محضا and a man could be nothing but Evil and wicked. He has no good within him, such as the shayateen and the kuffar and the mushrikeen, as Sheikh Salaf he mentions. But a man, he can, he, he, you can have a man who has within him tayyib, he has the two elements, these two substances. In him is good, but also in him. Is khubaf, is evil. Wahada al mu'min al fasiq, and this is the believer who is sinful. Alladhi indahu ma'asi, the one who has sins. Wafiyin fihi tayyib, wahul iman. In him is good, and that is the iman that he has. Wafiyin khubaf, and in him is evil, wickedness. Wahua al ma'asi, and that is the sins that he has. He says, so he has both of these yeah, any elements within him, whichever overcomes him, then he becomes from its people. If that sa'ada or that that tayyib uh, overcomes him, then he becomes from the people who are tayyibin. 
from the good people. But if that evilness and wickedness overtakes him, then he becomes from the evil people. Now, he becomes from either Ahl Sa'ada or Ahl Shiqawa, from the people of happiness or the people of wretchedness. And then he says in Al-Qayyim, فَإِذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ بِعَبْدِهِ خَيْرًا So if Allah wants for his servant, he wants good for him, تَحَّرَهُ قَبْلَ muwafat. Then he purifies him before he dies. Allah purifies him from that khubath, makes him nothing but pure. Hmm? He purifies him. فَلَا يَحْتَاجُ إِلَىٰ تَطْحِيرِهِ بِالنَّارِ So it isn't required from him that he enters the fire in order for him to be purified. It's not required. Because Allah wants good for him and so he purifies him before he dies and so he doesn't need to enter the fire in order to be purified from that khuf. Now, Ibn Qayyim mentions so the hikmah of Allah SWT ta'ba and and yujawiruhu al-abd fi darihi bi khaba'ithi The wisdom of Allah yani, rejects that the servant should be in his company. In Jannah was having khaba'ith with him. Those things which are evil. So he enters him into the fire so that he can be purified. And the iqama of uh, this note فِيهَا عَلَى حَسَبْ سُرْعَةِ زَوَالِ الْخَبَائِثِ وَبُطْئِهَا And the speed of, or the duration, the length of that duration, whether it's uh, 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 him remaining in that fire for a long duration or a short duration, that goes back to how fast he is purified from that khubf. Or how slow it is. وَلَمَّا كَانَ الْمُشْرِكْ خَبِيثَ that. But when the mushrik, the one who associates partners with Allah, when he is khabith of that, yani he has that najasa uh, ayniya, when his evil and wickedness yani is inherited, and it's a deeply rooted khabath, uh, evil and wickedness, lam tutahiru an-nar. Lam tutahiru an-nar. The fire cannot, cannot purify him. Like the dog, if the dog was to enter the sea or the ocean. Hmm? The dog enters the ocean, the dog comes out, it's not going to be purified. Still filthy. Now, كان المؤمن الطيب بريء من الخبائث ولما كان المؤمن الطيب بريء من الخبائث كانت النار حراما عليه But when the believer, when he is free from this khubaf and from khabaith, from evil and wickedness, then the fire is haram upon him. If Since there is not within him that which requires him to be purified. And so glorified is he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whose hikmah bedazzles the uqul, the intellects. Now, so this is the muqaddimah that Ibn Qayyim begins with. And that is with ikhtishar shadeed, we've extremely يعني, uh, made this short. Just to give you a, a background to these words that now you're going to hear from Ibn Qayyim. After this, Ibn Qayyim now he mentions. So from here, we come to understand the necessity, the compelling necessity 
Yani above every other necessity to know the messenger and that which he came with. Since there is no way to achieve that success except at, at, at his hands. Except at his hands. That which he just talked about. And there is no way in knowing the good from the evil and the tafsir in detail except from except through him except to the, the messenger Muhammad sallallahu and so any need which is yani obligated or which appears any necessity which comes about then the darura the necessity the necessity of the servant towards the messenger وسلم, exceeds and surpasses all of those needs yani considerably and exceedingly now and so what do you think then about he who if his guidance is concealed from you absent from you the blinking of the eye then your heart becomes corrupted However, none feels this and perceives this except for the heart which is alive. Except for the qalb which is hay, the heart which is alive. The Imam brings some lines of poetry, he's from, from poetry. Which means a wound cannot be felt by the dead person. A wound cannot, if you were to come and, and wound the dead person, yani harm the dead person, wound him in some way, he will not feel it. He will not feel it. Now, and then Ibn Qayyim, he mentions these words, his words are coming to an end. وَإِذَا كَانَتِ السَّعَادَةِ وَإِذَا كَانَتِ السَّعَادَةِ مُعَلَّقَةً بِحَدِّهِ وسلم. And so if this happiness of the servant is dependent on his guidance, the guidance of Muhammad وسلم, فَيَجِبُ عَلَى كُلِّ مَنْ أَحَبَّ نَجَاتَ نَفْسِهِ so if the happiness depends on his guidance, then it is obligatory upon the one who loves salvation for himself and wants salvation for himself, that he learns and knows his guidance and he knows his seerah. He knows his biography, he knows his life, and he knows his shatan, he knows all of his affairs. That which will take him out from being like the jahilin, like those who are ignorant concerning him. And the people concerning this, concerning the guidance of the Rasulullah, concerning his seerah, concerning his affairs, all of them, the people are in between. One who has little knowledge of his seerah and his guidance. <coughs> Or the mustakfir. You have one who has يعني, a great amount of knowledge, <coughs> abundant knowledge, and the one who is mahroom, the one who is deprived, has no knowledge at all. Now, wal fadlu biyadillah yutihi man yisha, wallahu dhul fadlil adim. And bounties in the hand of Allah, 
He gives that to whomsoever he wills. And Allah is the owner of great bounty. <coughs> These are the words of Ibn al-Qayyim. Thereafter, Ibn al-Qayyim then, this kitab, as we mentioned, Zad al-Ma'ad, is a kitab, he then goes on to bring يعني, the life of the Rasulullah. He then brings the, the guidance of the Rasulullah in al wudu in, in al tayammum in al-masr al khuffain in wiping over the socks, in salah. His guidance in salah. And then he works through the abwab of fiqh in giving in charity, in zakah, in fasting, يعني, in hajj. And يعني, the, the, the various abwab of fiqh and يعني, many other affairs, and we're going to make mention of, of, of that being in the ta'ala when we come to uh, the mention of some of the masadir, those sources that are muhim jiddan in order for us to fulfill that which the Imam is saying here. يعني, those sources that, that teach us the seerah of the Rasulullah and the guidance of the Rasulullah. Now, but just turning for a moment to the uh, kalam of uh, our Shaykh, Shaykh Salah Fawzan Hafidhullah Ta'ala when he explained this kitab. This kitab Adim and Shaykh as is known by anyone who يعني, looks to or يعني, follows the Shaykh and the one who learns from the Shaykh knows that the Shaykh he gives a great importance to the books of Ibn Qayyim and likewise to his teacher Ibn Taymiyyah. The Shaykh he began this kitab, explaining this kitab and this kitab here Zad al-Mu'ad is a kitab dhakm. It's a large book. Nothing like it. Five volumes, five thick volumes, six volumes with its, with its index. Uh, the Sheikh explained the ikhtisar of it, the summarized version of it, which is only one volume. It's only one volume. And that it took four years. It took the Sheikh four years to explain that. And it's just one volume. And that's just a summarized version. Now, and the Shaykh, he, he began to teach this after he had finished teaching the Kitab uh, Al-Furqan Bain Awliya Al-Rahman and Awliya Shaytan or Ibn Taymiyyah. After he finished teaching that, the criterion between the Awliya of Al-Rahman and the Awliya of Shaytan, he then began to teach this book. And then after he finished this book, four years, took four years, then he taught, then he, and he's still teaching Iqatul Al-Lahfan, another book of Ibn Qayyim, Iqatul Al-Lahfan Fi Masayid Al-Shaytan. So the Shaykh, يعني, he, he, he explained, uh, these words and the kitab, all of it. He explained these words, which we're going to, yani now just take only some of his his kalam. Hafidhullah Taala, Sheikh Saleh Fawzan. Sheikh he mentions La Buddha and Tarif Hadiyahu, It is necessary that we know his guidance, that you know his guidance. Wala yumkin an Tarif Hadiyahu illa ida darasta sirata. It's not possible for you to know his guidance except if you study his biography. From the point that Allah sent him until يعني, he, he caused him to, to pass away. And that which he was upon by way of his, his actions, by way of his da'wah, by way of his, يعني, his call to Islam, and likewise his jihad, the way he strove in the way of Allah. Up until you can take him, يعني, so, as to, so as to take him as your example and follow him and so that you may perfect your following of him and that is why those who fall into mistakes and opposing the Rasulullah they fall into such opposition 
because they don't study, study the seerah. They think they're upon the truth. They fall into innovations in those newly invented matters. Whilst thinking they're upon the truth. Because they didn't learn his guidance. They don't know his sunnah. And they follow the practices and customs of the people. They don't go back to his seerah, to his biography, his life. They don't go back to his guidance. This is the result of ignorance. The result of, of being ignorant of his guidance. And without doubt, a person cannot achieve that salvation and cannot enter Jannah except through following the way of the Rasulullah. The Shaykh then mentioned the ayah, Surah Al Imran, say that if, if you truly love Allah, then follow me. Follow me, then Allah will forgive your sins. Allah will love you and forgive you your sins. The ayah. Now, Al-Ibad Muhtajun wa Muqtirun. Sheikh mentions that the servants, they are in need of many matters and they have necessities. Because they are weak and they are poor before Allah. They are in need of food. They need of drink. They need to be adorned with clothing and so on. They need of heat to warm them when it's cold. They need of being cooled down when it's too hot. They have needs. They have many needs in this, in this life. But their need towards the hereafter is even greater. Now, they need to knowing that which rectifies their, their affairs in this life and in the next is even greater. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he sent the messenger of Allah that he may guide them to that straight path. Now, and he sent him yani with the, the aqeedah, which is tayyibah, that aqeedah which is correct and pure and good. He sent, he sent him with that ibadat, those actions of worship which are good, those akhlaq which are good, those mannerisms which are good, he sent them with all of this. Now, but the harm of turning away from this guidance and that which it leads to by way of now a person heading for the hellfire, the harm of not studying the seat of the Rasulullah and turning away from his guidance that there is that the, that the one who recognizes this necessity towards knowing the guidance of the Rasulullah and the need and necessity that a person has towards it no one perceives that except the one who has a sound heart as for the, the, the heart that is dead, then he does not yani, perceive that. And he doesn't know. And that guidance has no qima to him. It has no value. And it is as though 
the Rasul has been sent to other than him. Naam. And then commenting on the, 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 the small lines of poetry that Ibn Qaymi brought, Mali Jurhin Bimayitin Ilam, that the wound cannot be uh, felt by the dead person. The Shaykh he mentions, that if you came to a dead person, if you came to the dead person and you struck him, you wounded him in some way, he will not feel this. Because he is dead. Now, and this is the qalb which is dead. Now, and then the Shaykh he mentions that if this is the case, and again, this is with ikhtisar shadid. إذا كان كذلك. If this is the case, فإنه يجب علينا أن ندرس حدي أن ندرس حدي النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسيرته. This is the case. It is obligatory upon us to study the guidance of the Messenger of Allah صلى and his biography, so that we may take him as our example. And that is why عني العلماء بتدوين سيرته أو بتدوين سيرته. That is why the scholars were concerned with writing down. The seerah of the Rasul from the very beginning of when Allah sent him until uh, he passed away. And it is not sufficient and it isn't sufficient that we just study the seerah when it comes to the night of his 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 birth. كما يفعل المبتدع like the people innovation they do بل يجب علينا أن تكون سيرته حاضرة في كل وقت but that which is obligatory is that his seer and biography is present to us at every time that we study it and we revise it now and that we don't restrict it and to restrict ourselves to studying the seerah on one particular day now like the Sufia they do now, and so these are the words of Ibn Qayyim and some of the words of Shaykh al Fawzan from the Muqaddimah of this Kitab, of this Kitab Zad al Ma'ad, which brings us to the subject of the Masadir the sources of learning the seerah because if this is the station of the seerah and it is obligatory just as we've heard the seerah has and the guidance of the Rasul has this great importance now uh, um, there's a car blocking our neighbors and you need to move it right now it's d g60 dtu please Iquan, you need to move it right now it's a citron yeah Concerning the Masadir, concerning where we take the seerah from and where we learn the guidance of the Rasul. Now, as we mentioned, Ibn Qayyim, this is first and foremost, one, without a doubt, from the greatest authorships concerning the seerah of the Rasul. As we mentioned, after this Muqaddimah, Ibn Qayyim goes on to mention the guidance of the Rasul in Tahara, in Salah, in those Abwab of Fiqh. He brings, yani, uh, even in Nikah. Uh, uh, the, the marriage, the adab, mannerisms, the tib, even tib, medicine, the medicine of the Rasulullah, the kitab, as many of you know, the prophetic medicine of Ibn al-Qayyim is a juz, is a part of this kitab, it's taken from here. 
Likewise, he goes in to talk about the wives of the Rasul He even talks about the Dawab of the Rasul He talks about the animals of the Rasul He talks about the clothes of the Rasul So the animals, for example, he mentions how the Rasul he would name his animals. So the Rasul used to have that Baghla, uh, Bayda, that white mule. And so Ibn Qayyim even goes into discussing how the Rasul he named his animals. And so he, he would name, and he named this uh, Baghla Dal Dal. Likewise, his, his donkey that he used to ride. How, how Ibn Qayyim goes in to mention how yani, he named him with Ufayr or Ya'fur. And so Ibn Qayyim goes into this detail. Now, Kitab Ayyulikwa, which is yani, Kitab Nafis and Mufid Jiddin Ayyulikwa. Again, we will come to. In, in, in some, some further detail. But Awalan, first and foremost, the first source that we take, the, take um, or we learn uh, the seerah of the Rasulullah and the guidance of the Rasulullah from is the Quran. The Quran, which is the Kalam of Rabbil Alameen. The speech of Allah, There's no falsehood that approaches this kitab. The speech of Allah, which makes mention of those ahdath and those events that took place. Those ghazawat and those ma'arik, those military expeditions and those uh, yani battles that took place. So the ifq, for example, the slander that was made against the wife of the Rasulullah the treaties that he formed like the Sulh of Hudaybiyah, the treaty of Hudaybiyah, yani that which happened between him and his people, the Rasulullah and the Quraysh, that which happened between him and his wives. Yani, the Quran, without a doubt, is the first source. And the importance, the great importance of studying the Sira through the Quran is that Allah SWT, when He brings these events, He ties them with the Aqidah of the Muslim. So you find these events are mentioned in Ayat and Surah, where when you look at the whole Surah and the context of where these events are mentioned, then it's tying it to the Aqidah of the Muslim, the belief of the Muslim, Iman of the Muslim. And there are durus and lessons and able to be taken yani, from, from the way Allah SWT brings these uh, yani, ayat concerning the seerah of the Rasulullah Likewise, the sunnah, the second source, without a doubt. The sunnah, the hadith of the Rasulullah the kutub of, uh, of hadith. The kutub of hadith, the well-known books of hadith, from them those which yani, are Muratab, and you have the hadith put in order into abwab, into chapters, into books, and into chapters. And so it's easy for the one studying the seerah for the Daris and the one studying for him to now approach and learn and come to the seerah of the Rasulullah. So, the Bukhari, Muslim, uh, the books of hadith Abu Dawood, Tirmidhi, Nisai, and, and the rest of them, and it is easy to come to those yani, uh, selected. A hadith concerning the seed of the Rasulullah. And from them, those books which are not murattab, and it's not easy for the for the for the uh, one studying the seerah, it's not easy for him to to uh, yani, uh, come to the seerah uh, of the Rasulullah in an easy manner, like the Muslim, Musnad Imam Ahmad, for example, the way Imam Ahmad has arranged this kitab, it is a, it is a Muslim. 
He's gone upon the Masaneed of the Sahaba. And he's arranged all of the Ahadith based on the companion, each Sahabi narrating his Ahadith. Uh, and so it's not so easy for a person to now uh, yani, select j just from this great Musnad here, which is yani, tremendous in yani, its volumes. It's not easy now for the student and for the one learning for him to approach this and to easily get to the Ahadith which are connected to the Sira and the Ahadath, the events which took place and the Ghazawat and so on and the military expeditions and so on because these military expeditions, we mention these because they have a great importance Juan, as we're going to see and so he requires the ulama, he requires the scholars to make this easy for him when it, as it relates to these books and he requires that there are uh, indexes that he goes to in order for him to approach these the, uh, books such as the Muslim Imam Ahmad and other than this kitab but also from the hadith from them that which is authentic and from them that which is not authentic and again from the way of the people of Sunnah and those who give importance to the guidance of the Rasul and his seerah is that they only accept the authentic they only accept the authentic narrations that have come concerning the seerah and the guidance of the Rasul thereafter those kutub which have been authored in the shama'il in the shama'il of the Rasulullah yani those books which explain and bring the hadith and the evidences concerning his sifat the traits and characteristics of the Rasulullah and his, his physical traits and also yani his, his mannerisms now and from the most well-known of, of that which has been authored in this regard is the is uh, a shama'il al-muhammadiyya of imam al-tirmidhi which has been summarized by the great imam uh, uh, sheikh al-albani rahimahullah who summarized that and also he he passed his rulings concerning the authenticity and the weakness of the hadith which are in this kitab and likewise yani, it is somewhat of an explanation of it because he brings he explains the words within Yani his checking of this kitab and his summarization of this kitab. Now, and from the scholars, those who explained it, like Sheikh Abdul Razak, uh, Al Bada, those who explained this kitab. Likewise, those kutub of the seer, those kutub that now the scholars, as the Sheikh Sheikh Salif Fawzan he mentioned, those scholars who have authored solely concerning the seerah. And likewise, those kutub of tariqh, the books of history. And so, from the early ones who, who authored in this regard is the seerah, and from those books is the seerah of Ibn Ishaq, who was from the second century. He died around 150-151 after the Hijrah. Uh, Ibn Ishaq. From the earliest of those who single out yani an authorship and a kitab solely on the seerah of the Rasulullah And that which is Yani well known as well amongst the people is the seerah of Ibn Hisham but Ibn Hisham he depended on that kitab of Ibn Ishaq the seerah of Ibn Ishaq he just yani summarized it and so on but these two books require again within these books there, there, there is that which is authentic and that which is not authentic so it requires that, this, uh, that a person he looks to the statements of the scholars and the muhaddithin uh, scholars of hadith those who have commented on the authenticity of these hadith likewise that Imam, he has written in the Sirah. Imam Ibn, Ibn Kathir, 
Ibn Kathir in his Bidai wa Nihaya as a part, he's a juz and a, and a part of his, that kitab which is on the seat of the Rasulullah Tariq al-Islam of al-Dhahbi the student of Ibn, Ibn Kathir Imam al-Dhahbi in his Tariq of al-Islam he singled out his kitab Dhahm again in Yulikwa numerous volumes I'm not exaggerating the way I've placed my hands yani around here kitab Dhahm and two volumes he singled out for the seerah so one of them, the seerah of the Rasulullah another, just the maghazi and the ghazawat the expeditions of the Rasulullah and those events that took place and because Imam al-Dhahabi was a muhaddith and a great muhaddith in this kitab he also yani, he gives his ruling on many of the riwayat the chains of narration and the ahadith now likewise this kitab here Concerning, just before mentioning this kitab, uh, likewise there is the Sahih Sirah of Shaykh al-Albani, rahimahullah. Who, that kitab we mentioned just uh, yani, a bit ago, the kitab of Ibn, Ibn Kathir, that he authored in the Sirah from Bidayah wa Nihayah. Shaykh al-Albani did the checking of that and he ruled on the hadith. However, unfortunately the Shaykh, Qadrullah, he passed away before completing it. So he got to around the Isra and the Mi'raj. But we have that also where the Shaykh, uh, Shaykh al-Bani, rahimahullah, he uh, yani gave his ruling concerning those ahadith. This kitab, Zad al-Ma'ad. This kitab, Zad al-Ma'ad, from the most important books when it comes to knowing, knowing and learning the seerah of the Rasulullah. As we said, this is not just a kitab of seerah. It is a kitab of aqidah. Ibn Qayyim teaches on aqidah. He teaches on tafsir. He explains ayat. A kitab which is a kitab of hadith. He brings hadith and he also rules on these hadith. He brings the, the ilal, he brings the defects in the hadith. He, he comments on the chains and so on, on the, on the matter, on the text, comments on the chains. Kitab of fiqh, as we've seen. Kitab of sirah. Kitab of adab, mannerisms. Kitab of tib, medicine. Kitab of lugha. He even brings linguistic benefits. A kitab which is wahida, a kitab which is unique. Truly unique, and a kitab which... Yani, uh, the, the Imam, not just that he mentions the ahadith and the ayat and the evidences, but he also makes istimbat. He extracts rulings. He extracts fiqh. He extracts durus and ibr, lessons that, that are, to, are to be learned. Benefits. He brings all of this. And very often, he brings, very often he brings after the major events, and after those major uh, uh, military expeditions, what is to be benefited from this event and this story? Or he'll bring fossil chapter, the chapter that which this expedition or this battle includes by way of rulings. Or fossil. Chapter fi isharati ilama to the manatu hadil qissam in fawaid. Or chapter after he brings the event, brings the seed of the Rasulullah concerning this particular event. Chapter that which this story includes and points to us by way of benefits. Now, he does this very often after those major events and major uh, ghazawat. And the Ghazawat, the military expeditions that you look at are many. As he said, 
يعني it's mentioned that he there were 27 military expeditions some said there were 25 some said 29 this is ibn al-shaykh ibn rahimahullah who mentioned this when he explained this kitab likewise there is explanation or ta'liqat commentary from ibn ibn al on this kitab but the rasul he fought and participated in nine of them badr the battle of badr uhud al-khandaq ghazwat bani quraida bani khaybar the Fatih of Mecca, Hunayn, and Al-Ta'if. Al-Ta'if. But the Kibar and the Ummahat, the major uh, of these battles, the major ones of these battles is Badr. Seven of them. The major ones. Badr, Uhud, Al-Khandaq, Khaybar, Fatih of Mecca, Hunayn, Battle of Hunayn, and the Battle of Tabuk. Battle of Tabuk. Ibn Qayyim, as we mentioned, he comes after many of these. After mention of these, he then brings the Durus, the Ibar, the lessons that are to be learned and taken from these, the Fawaid, the benefits, the rulings. And to give, to give an example, the Sulh of Hudaybiyah. And after the Sulh of Hudaybiyah, he brings so many benefits. He shows how from the rulings and it's possible that a person reads his hadith which are in Bukhari, Muslim and so on he comes across his hadith but he himself doesn't see the ruling which can be taken from this but the scholar he makes it clear you may read it and on first glance or first time you read it you, you can't see this but he brings the ruling he brings the benefit and he brings the lesson to be to be taken and so at the Sulh of Hudaybiyah that treaty that was formed between the Rasulullah and the believers the Muslimin and the, uh, the Quraysh that took place in Hudaybiyah he says that this shows to us that it is permissible for the Imam of the Muslims for him to initiate for him to initiate with the Kuffar and the Mushrikeen يعني, uh, a treaty to form a treaty with them it is يعني, permissible and we see from the seed of the Muslim from, from his guidance is that it is permissible for the Muslims and for the Imam of the Muslims to initiate him to initiate with the Kuffar and, and, and the Mushrikeen even if they are at war with him that he initiates a treaty with him a treaty of putting down the weapons of peace hmm? but again there are those who may come and they may attack the Muslims the Muslim rulers in the Muslim countries who have agreements with the Kuffar and the non-Muslims. But here we see that the Rasulullah, he was the one who initiated when the, when the Kuffar, they came to Hudaybiyah, when they had camped in Hudaybiyah, when they came, the Rasulullah, he's the one who initiated this. He said, either yani, if we can go to war, or either we can form a treaty. So he initiated it. Ibn Qayyim, he brings this. Kadalik, just to show from fiqh also, the rulings. There is well known from the ahadith of the Rasulullah, from the guidance of the Rasulullah, that it is not from the way of the Muslims that the leaders of the Muslims and those who have stationed that they have men standing for them that they have their people and their subjects or 
يعني the general people that they have them stand before them and يعني that when they enter the room they stand and they just remain stood above him يعني so as to show his 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 station and so on and in that is without a doubt is فخر يعني being a person having يعني pride and so on and as it's coming that hadith that whoever does a such let him take his seat in the fire however and one looks at the seat of the Rasulullah again in Hudaybiyah that when Urwat uh, ibn Mas'ud and he was from the ones that Quraysh sent to speak to the Rasulullah about what he wants and when he came to the Rasulullah we take and this hadith is in Sahih Bukhari Ibn Qayyim he brings it that the Rasulullah by his side was, was uh, Al-Mughira ibn Shu'bah standing with his sword standing with his sword and Urwa when he sat with Rasulullah and from the way of them the way of the Quraysh and the way of the Arab is that they were rough and coarse and he would go to hold the beard of the take, take hold of the beard of the Rasulullah but but Mughira every time his hand would go towards the hand to the beard of the Rasulullah he would take his sword and he was stood by the Rasulullah by his side he would take his sword and place it on his on on the hand of of Arwa and he would say yadak and remove your hand from the beard of the Rasulullah Ibn Al-Qaim what does he extract from this to show how that there is a maslaha and it is even though yes this is not something from Islam that the leader or an Imam or the people, or the, those people who are stationed, the ulama and so on, that they have people stand by their sides and so on, like the kuffar they do. Here we see an exception, and there is a maslahi and a benefit which outweighs those harms. And in any uh, other than this situation, where it would be impermissible, here we now see a permissibility, where there is a benefit, and the benefit outweighs the harms. To, so here now, in order to protect for the hara, for the. Hirasa uh, of the Rasulullah for the Hirasa of the leaders and so a leader now again those who look and attack the rulers look at the rulers they have men standing they have soldiers standing by their sides and so on have you read the seat of the Rasulullah have you understood this have you look at these scholars and how they have extracted they've extracted and they've brought these rulings and we look at the guidance of the Rasulullah and we see this Kadalik also and again even for the one who thinks and the one who is sincere he tries to study the seat of the Rasulullah but he hasn't he hasn't studied to this extent he is not the mustaqdir yet. He hasn't. He doesn't have the abundant knowledge yet of the sunnah, the guidance of the Rasulullah. And so he thinks, yani standing, yani up to men, that it is haram. We shouldn't do it. And so you find that the one who thinks he know, yani he knows the all the rulings concerning this. You find that in some of the gatherings, even when there are ahlul in there from the scholars of ahlul sunnah, that when someone comes in, for example, they may stand. But this Talib al-Ilm and this student knowledge who hasn't reached that level yet, hasn't comprehended everything, that he refrains from standing up whilst even the scholars are standing up. But he thinks, no, no, no I'm not going to stand because it's haram. However, even other than this situation that we mentioned in Hudaybiyah, that we find that when Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh, Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh, when the Rasul sent him to Yani judge between yani, uh, yani, uh, the, the, uh, yani, the affair of the Jews in Ban Quraida. When the Rasulullah sent him to, because they saw him as someone, yani, they, they were pleased with him judging between them. And so 
he judged correctly. The Rasulullah was pleased how he judged. When he came back, the Rasulullah said to, to the Sahaba, Qumu ila Sayyidikum. Qumu ila Sayyidikum. Stand to your leader. So they stood. Hmm? How do we now understand that? Is it haram in every single circumstance? No. And this is why. Scholars they mention, and many of the scholars they've explained, that it is permissible to stand, not haram in every single way. So, for example, in greeting, someone, for example, travels to our, to our city here, Someone comes, or your brother, he comes to you, comes to your house, whatever. Yani, you're greeting him, so this is a standing of meeting and greeting him. It is not a standing of where people are, where, where now we're standing out of, yani, uh, reverence for this individual in the sense that, yani, yani we, we, this is what we do now to, to, to the people of station, and from pride and so on. Naam. All of this, ayyul ikhwa, yani, Ibn Qayyim, he, and, and the likes of this, Ibn Qayyim, yani he, he brings all of these ahkam and these fawaid. Kadalik, as another example, Al-Hunayn, Ibn Qayyim, when he brings those benefits thereafter, after the mention of these, these battles and these events, Hunayn, the, uh, if you contrast that with Badr, less than, or 300, around 300 odd, the number of the uh, yani Muslim uh, soldiers outnumbered, Three to one in Badr, but victorious. But then in Hunayn, now 12,000. 12,000 muqatil, soldiers from the Sahaba. And so the, the, from the Sahaba, those who said, yani, there's no way we're going to be defeated now. Because we're 12,000. Ibn Qayyim, he says, nasr la yakun bil adab. That's the lesson that we take. A does, is, yani, doesn't come about by way of numbers. By way of numbers. And as Allah SWT mentions in the Quran, Indeed, Allah has aided you in, in many, situ, many battles, in many circumstances. And the day of Hunayn, when your numbers amazed you, but it didn't benefit you and avail you in any way. And the earth became constricted upon you. Yani, even regardless of how vast it is. وَأَنزَلَ اللَّهُ سَكِينَةُهُ عَلَى رَسُولِهِ عَلَى رَسُولِهِ وَعَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَأَنزَلَ جُنُودًا لَمْ تَرَوْهَا But Allah sent His Sakina, His tranquility upon the Rasulullah who continued to fight. When, because when they came into the valley of Hunayn, they were ambushed and they didn't expect it. And many of, the, yani, many of them began to turn back. But the Rasulullah, He stood. Handful of the, of the Sahaba defended Him. When they saw this, they came back. He, he, he set down his tranquility upon the believers. And he sent angels and an army which you couldn't see. The malaika, the angels. Ibn Qayyim talks about the battles where, those battles where the angels were, were sent. Now, and so where now are the Ikhwan al-Muslimin when it comes to these matters? The Muslim Brotherhood, they say, what's important is we need to get together our numbers, we need to be strong. It's the numbers, regardless of our differences, regardless if you're Shi'i, regardless if you're Sufi, Tablighi, Brailwi, whatever, doesn't matter. Numbers, Khwan. Numbers. And Nasr laikum bil adad. A doesn't come by way of numbers. And this is the lesson that with the, the, the Nadir, Daris, the Muta'amil, in the Surah of the Rasulullah, what he learns from this. 
The one who looks into the seerah, the one who contemplates and learns. He knows this. It's not about numbers. Ibn Fahim, he brings all of this. Likewise, when the, when the scholars, when they bring this seerah and they explain it, the importance of studying the seerah with the kalam and the speech of Ahlul Ilm and the scholars, is that they bring all of this and they bring, for example, the marahil and the various stages in da'wah. So how the Rasulullah first he called in, in secret, da'wah sirriyah, that, yani da'wah in secret, then the jahriyah, then the da'wah when it was in open. And, and, and at the beginning, the levels, the, the stages of jihad, and how at the beginning, the Rasulullah in Mecca, and when they had no strength, yani we find those verses being revealed, even though a person might read the Quran, he might not see everything in context and in order. The ulama, Ahl al they bring things in context and make it easy for us to understand. So the very stages of jihad and how at the beginning you find those verses, wasbir ala ma yaqulun, be patient upon that which they say. They command with patience. And then at the beginning, al kaf to withhold from jihad. That was from the very early stages. Withhold. Have you not looked to those who is said to withhold from fighting? It was haram at the beginning to fight. And then permission, then we look at the, the stages that came after. Then the permission to, to fight. The permission, only permission, not command, not wajib. Permission to fight. Then fight those who fight you. Then the wujub in a complete sense, obligatory now to fight. So the scholars, they bring this. Likewise, we see how the Rasulullah, his dealings with the mushrikeen, the, his, his ta'amul, his dealings with the people. How, to, when we look at the seerah as a whole, how, how yani, depending on the situation, the strength of the Muslims, or the weakness of the Muslims, and the situation that they're in, how there are different approaches. How we see that at the beginning, that the Rasulullah how yani the main enemy or those who were staunch against the Rasulullah were the Mushrikeen and so we find he had an, yani he, he, he was or he focused on differing with the Mushrikeen and yani, uh, clarifying the affairs of the Mushrikeen and their shirk and their misguidance and so on as opposed to at the beginning how he dealt with Ahlul Kitab, the Jews and the Christians. And because the da'wah was يعني, at an early stage, that the Rasulullah, we find that at the beginning, he would deal with the Jews and Christians يعني, in a way which involved ta'lif al-qulub, in a way which involved يعني, keeping them close. So any of those things which the Quran had not yet been revealed concerning, he would look that he would follow them. Because they were people of the book. Because they were people of the book and this would bring them closer to Al-Islam. So praying towards Bayt al-Maqdis, praying towards Bayt al-Maqdis, Jerusalem. But like the way he used to comb his hair and so on, he would follow the, the, the Jews and the Christians in this because they were people of the, of the book. However, later on now, when Islam had gained strength and the Arabs had now all fallen and accepted and submitted to the da'wah of the Rasulullah the, the, the enmity to, of, the, of the Mushrikeen and the Arabs was now at bay. Yani they, 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 they were at bay. And yani, there were not as much of yani, a threat as opposed to Ahl Kitab now. So we find at the later stages of the, of the life of the Rasulullah, now he, it, it, it switched. How now it became a matter of being somewhat harsh or differing now with the Jews and the Christians.
So differ with the Jews and the Christians. We see this in the latter part. Differ with the Jews and the Christians because now it's about yani, uh, dealing with them in such a way that they now are clarifying, showing how Islam is, is, yani, is, is the truth and how yani, it, 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 it is the criterion between truth and falsehood and how Islam is that which is the truth and not that which the Jews and Christians are upon. Now, likewise from the city of Islam, we see how he dealt with the, the Mu'mineen al-Fasiqeen, how he dealt with the sinful Muslims and so on, how the, the Rasulullah Rasul, how the Sahaba didn't make takfir, they didn't declare Muslims the sinful ones who were around at the time, or those who fell into sins or mistakes, that they never made takfir of them, never took them out of the side of the fall of Islam. Again, we see all this from the, from the seat of the Rasulullah But what are the khawarij when it comes to this? They don't study the seat of the Rasulullah Now, and so, the importance of learning all of this, even the Ghazawat, as we mentioned, even the military expeditions, in fact, from the Salaf, from them, Ali ibn Hussein ibn Ali al-Amir ibn al-Mu'mineen, the grandson of Ali ibn Abi Talib. Ali, the son of Hussein, the son of Ali, the Amir. He said, We used to be taught the military expeditions of the Prophet of Allah just as we were taught the uh, surah from the Quran. From them, those who would say that my father would teach me this, the ghazawat and he would count them to me. And he would say, and he would, and he would, he would tell me them in order and he would say, these uh, yani, uh, the events which took, which took place with your forefathers, so do not forget them. So do not forget them. And so the encouragement to even teach our children the seerah, the whole of the seerah. Now, now, and so much can be said concerning this, but the muhim or al muhim and that which we can summarize yani, in conclusion is that the seerah of the Rasulullah yani, is something that has to be studied, has to yani, be given its time and its due right with the explanation of the ulama. And like I said, this kitab is a kitab which there is no, no other kitab like it. It's been explained by, as we mentioned, Sheikh Salih al-Fawzan. So you have now the book of seerah with all of the events with all of the evidences from the ayats from the ahadith and also from the ulama those who have commented on these commented upon the authenticity of these ahadith and so on and so the question comes but then where can we t learn of those authentic sources where we can learn the seerah this kitab al-ikhwa the ulama have explained Sheikh Salih al-Fawzan likewise Sheikh Ibn Thaymeen rahimahullah he has comments on this Sheikh Bin Baz rahimahullah Sheikh Bin Baz said he said and he would advise his students he, he would say yani after throughout the day you have studied your books and the Quran and so on make that last keep Zad al-Ma'ad by your pillow by your cushion on the bed keep Zad al-Ma'ad on your cushion let that be the last book that you read before you go to sleep and you close your eyes Zad al-Ma'ad and this kitab has been it's been summarized the, the Sheikh Salaf Fawzan he only explained the summarized version as we said and that we have, you have it in English the provisions of the hereafter but that is the summarized version and the scholars, they gave, they gave special attention to this kitab. Sheikh Islam, Muhammad Wahab, he's the one who summarized it. He summarized this kitab in Mukhtasar Zad al-Ma'ad. And that is what Sheikh Salih Fawzan explained. Just Mukhtasar. It took four years for the Sheikh to explain this. Imagine if the whole kitab of, of Ibn al-Qayyim, Zad al-Ma'ad, the full version.
Naam. And likewise from the scholars, those who, who and there's a kitab, or from Tulab al-Ilm and so on, those who, who now authored a kitab solely on the ahadith within this kitab. And so, Ithaf al-Ibad bil-ahadith allati takallam alayha ibn al-Qayyim fi Zahd al-Ma'ad. Yani, a book which deals with all of the ahadith that Ibn al-Qayyim, he spoke about the chains and the, and the texts within Zahd al-Ma'ad. And he also, the fact that this uh, uh, yani, compiler he brings, is he brings also uh, yani, from the other muhaddithin, those yani, rulings that they gave. And he, uh, Shaykh al-Bani, rahimullah, he also brings the ahkam of, of Shaykh al-Bani. So the ulama, they gave special attention to this kitab, and so in, fact, in, in conclusion, we say that from the fawaid, from the fawaid of studying the seerah, is يعني, that first and foremost, we are able to take and we are able to learn from our qudwa and our example, uh, the Rasul as it relates to our aqidah, as it relates to our ibadah, as it relates to our manhaj that we, that we traverse upon. Our methodology that we traverse upon. His akhlaq. Naam. And likewise, our understanding of the Book of Allah because Because the Rasulullah, his life, his whole life was an explanation of the Quran. If you want to understand the Quran, then understand the yani, way of the Rasulullah. Likewise, through his seerah, truth and al-a'mal, the actions await. So we're able to know sunnah from bidah, we're able to know truth from falsehood and so on. From the benefits, and these, these the benefits are mentioned from Shaykh Abdul Razak, Al-Badr, and Jalakwa, Shaykh Ibn Hathimain. From the benefits, like what I've studied in the seerah, is that ta'miq, and that, that it brings about that deeper love that a person now has for the Rasulullah The more you learn, you fall more in love with the Rasulullah Likewise, studying in the seerah is a bab min abwab ziyad al-iman. It increases the person's iman. La shak, when you read some of these Stories of one these ahadath, it does nothing but increase a person's iman. Kadalik, it brings about a faham of the deen, kulli, a complete understanding of the deen, that faham which is shamil, comprehensive, and a complete understanding. It gives us the understanding of the maqasid of the sharia, the goals and objectives, and the qawaid and the usul, those principles and foundations of the, of the sharia. As we mentioned, that we, we, we understand everything in context. And we begin to see how the Rasulullah in this situation he, 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 he refrained from this, but in, in another situation he, he, he allowed it or he did it. We have a complete understanding. Likewise, we learn from the student of the seerah the way that the Rasulullah used to give da'wah. We all, the seerah, the benefits of studying the seerah, likewise, is it is an ayah from the ayat of Allah that we see that this is his mu'jazat, his miracles that Allah blessed him with. That we see this life of the Rasulullah is a miracle. The life of the Rasulullah and how he was aided. Likewise, يعني, the importance of the as an additional point, the importance of studying the seerah of the Khulafa. We add this also. The Khulafa. The importance of studying the, the seerah and the biography of the, 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 the four caliphs after the Rasulullah. Because someone could come along and say, well, look, the seerah of the Rasulullah, and it's hard for us to implement that because he was. He received wahi from Allah, revelation from Allah. He had mu'jizat, he had miracles. But as for us, we're masakin. We don't have you know, revelation and so on. We don't have miracles. But we say, 
that the Sahaba, that the Sahaba and the Khulafa, especially, that was now the first time we see that Amal Tatbiqi, we see the application of his Sunnah, his Hadith, and his Sirah. From those who don't receive revelation. So now we begin to see how that is to be implemented by the ordinary people. So the importance likewise of studying the seerah of the khulafa. And fawaid la tuhsa, ya ikhwa. Fawaid la tuhsa. And many other benefits that cannot be enumerated, ya ikhwa, but sufficient enough, ya ikhwa, that the, the fact that we would be asked about Ar-Rasul in the Qabr. Sufficient enough, ya ikhwa, that we would be asked about a question singling out this man, Muhammad We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he makes us of those who follow this Rasul he makes it of those who are concerned with his guidance, who study his guidance, study his seerah. Those who then act upon that. That Allah gives us that tawfiq, ikhlas and sincerity in acting upon that which we learn. And that he gives us also the tawfiq to teach those who are beloved to us, our children and our, our families. Now, and that he causes us to die as Muslimin, uh, uh, causes us to die as those who die upon the sunnah and he raises us with the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa he raises us with the Anbiya, and the shuhada and the awliya and salihin wa hasuna ulaika rafiqa wa hadha wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala nabina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Zakum Allah khair Some people put some questions for here but you have a mashayikh you have a mashayikh who will attend and from those they will answer the questions from as regards to the English language, that which you have available in the English language, provisions they hereafter, as we said, which is in English, that is just, يعني, that is a, a, a translation of the ikhtisar, of the muhtasar, which Shaykh Hassan Muhammad al-Wahhab, he summarized from Zad al-Ma'ad. So it's just one volume, one thick volume. However, يعني, that's without, as far as I know, without the ahkam, of the, on the rulings on the ahadith, the authenticity of the ahadith. And likewise, it's without explanation, as you said. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's only in the Arabic language you have Sheikh Salah Fawzan, Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih Uthaymeen, Sheikh Abdulaziz bin Baz, Rahimahullah. You have the explanation, they're clarifying the meanings of Ibn al-Qayyim. Even though he comes and he explains all of these events, then you have the scholars who come now and explain the kalam of Ibn al-Qayyim. We're in need of that. But there is that kitab, Rahik, and this question comes, uh, what is available? So, Rahik al-Makhtum, that sealed nectar. Which again is translated, but again you have to be careful because there are hadith within there which we need to be checked. That needs to be checked. The authenticity of that. That which I uh, turn you to in the English language, and a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is our teachers, after the father of Allah, after the virtue, after the favor of Allah upon us, and if it wasn't for them, then yani, who would have been guided to this? After Allah SWT guiding us, first and foremost. But those who were the first ones to teach us. Our mashayikh, they are mashayikh now. Sheikh Abu Hakim. Sheikh Abu Hakim Bilal. Sheikh Abu Khadija, Sheikh Abu Iyad. Sheikh Abu Hakim, he has yani, the, uh, those audio lectures, those lessons that he gave in Sirah. I think they came to, to a halt. Yani, um, I think... Allah and the number of lessons, maybe 37, 38, he got to around that number. But Abu ha- Sheikh Abu Hakim, benefit from the Sheikh. Inshallah, he's, he's on the schedule today. And he is well, well known to, to be of those who research 
من تحقيق who verify يعني the, that which is established upon the Rasulullah sallallahu and فعلا I mean if there's any good doers out there the likes of those lectures require being يعني transliterated into يعني into written form so and, and then book form then we have something as Ahl Sunnah we have something there now it's printed hmm? from the good doers if there's any other good doers لا شك إنه هو يصبر because there's a lot of lectures to get through يعني however a great reward يعني you have that there may Allah give him tawfiq that he completes that and he completes and he continues with the explanation of this but the reality is that even the likes of of this even though Shaykh Al-Hakim is, is, is yani, explaining this seerah in English yani, I would even go as far as to say that it's something which would even then benefit in Arabic that if it's even translated in Arabic it would be beneficial without a doubt and likewise there is a, uh, uh, our Ustad and our Shaykh Shaykh Abu Iyad likewise he has uh, audio lectures concerning the seerah so we ask or we yani, encourage the brothers to benefit uh, from them, benefit from their, uh, yani, their duros and their teachings and so on. And as we mentioned, Bin al Ta'ala, Sheikh Abu Hakim is on the schedule, is that right? Alhamdulillah, naam. So you can't miss that one. You should write a book, inshallah. Sheikh Abu Hakim? Akid. Naam. Zakumullah khair ikhwah. Zakumullah. Uh, so the next lecture, Ya Ikhwa, the anwan, the title, uh, from the virtues of Prophet Muhammad وسلم, uh, is that Allah chose him to lead the prophets in salah, in prayer, in Bayt al-Maqdis. So with this title, from the virtues of Prophet Muhammad وسلم, is that Allah chose him to lead the prophets in prayer in Bayt al-Maqdis, and that is at 5.30 by Ta'ala, by Sheikh Arafat, by Sheikh Arafat al-Muhammadi, uh, from Medina, inshallah, a live lecture, inshallah, which will be translated. Naam. So again, ayyulikhwa, la bud ayyulikhwa. La bud that, yani, we are patient in the likes of these gatherings, which are lengthy and so on, but, yani, we've just seen it, the importance, the dire need that we have, more than food and drink, even though you might be hungry right now, more than food and drink for this need uh, of studying the, 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 the seed of the Rasulullah. Naam. Subhanahu wa ta'ala.